you are listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in the English countryside, making global local. Around the world, Finders Keepers Radio Show. Hello, hello, and welcome to the Finders Keepers Radio Show. I'm Pete Mitchell. We have Andy Votel. Whatever. Uh, we are back from our summer recess with an all singing, all dancing show that's going to blow your mind. Yeah, I'm not playing, Pete. Sorry? I'm not playing. I'm just, I've come here for one reason only. No more Mr. Nice Guy. It's the Hard Rock Show, so can we just are get... You, are you serious? Let, can we just get on with it? Yo, this is George Dr. Funkenstein Clinton, and you're listening to The Finest Keepers Radio Show from somewhere in the English countryside, making global local. In your hood.
You're listening to the Finders Keepers Radio Show. Slight atmosphere in the studio, I have to say. Uh, I'm just sick. I'm just like we've spent the whole summer trying to keep people happy. It's not it, my b- fault. Balearic and Brazil and various other things. I thought you enjoyed those shows. I did very much enjoy them, but you know the sun's not out anymore, <laughs> and I just want to get on with it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> no more, Mister Nice Guy. What do you mean? Just I want to blow the cobwebs out. No. Of There's no need for this intimidation. It's not your style. Listen, hard rock, glam rock, stoner rock, prog rock, proto metal. This is where I want to go with it. Right, right. It it, it fills me with dread. Yeah. I have to say, just the term hard rock. (laughs) And don't get me started on my uh, teenage years having to deal with the brothers of uh, my friends and their. Heavy rock, yeah, well, you know, kind of attitude, yeah, man. I can see it. Yeah, well, they probably still live in the mum and dad's to this very day. Do you know <laughs> what I mean? Them dudes, probably. So, how do how do we exactly dispel the myth of you know that rock thing, that hairy rock, metal rock? We're not dispelling. Just it. picture a bunch of Mexican guys <laughs> with flick knives. <laughs> well, the, yeah. Let's take I'm it global. Sold on that, yeah. Global. Yes, indeed. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah, and Germanic stuff. You know, and we did we did our kraut rock show, but I mean, we didn't focus on. Well, let's maybe even try a bit of Deutsch rock. Right, but I think we yeah. just need. To, you know, let's go in super heavy. Will there be guitar solos aplenty? Do, well, you, you winced already. I know, the, I know. Because this that, could be a long show. That tipped the one-minute mark, that <laughs> guitar solo. I've got a five-minute guitar solo coming up. Seven-minute drum solo. I solos. can go on a comfort break when you do your <laughs> five-minute guitar solo, but that's all right. There you are, DJ Tools, if you know what uh, I mean. Yes, yep, indeed, yep. indeed. So, uh, yeah, well, where should we go? Well, what, what, have we just he- what have we just heard more like? Oh, May Blitz, obviously. Ver- May Ray Blitz. Uh, Vertigo Band. Now, Vertigo is going to play a big part of this show. Fantastic UK label. You look preoccupied with that label as well, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've, I've lugged a lot of Vertigo records around over but the But you like the uh, the aesthetic of the whole thing, don't you? Yeah, the, the, yeah. Very much so. Oh, if it wasn't for the, the Bridget, Bridget Rowley swirl in the middle. The in fact, we can put it into a modern context at uh, Festival Number no. 6 that we uh, did in a very sort of windswept Port Merrim, we had Celia Farge... Uh, Cecilia Farge. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's very Vertigo-esque. The name? Yeah. Cobalt Chapel. And Cobalt Chapel. But uh, you said when we were watching, who she was um, absolutely amazing, wasn't she? Yeah, uh, Performing yeah. on stage, first on stage, and it was packed. You said this is very much of a, a, vert- of a Vertigo label thing. Yeah, them sort of home counties sort of uh, sounding sort of borderline sort of... Well, there's bands like Caterpillar and Affinity, which... And Linda I don't know, Hoyle. Which I don't know anything about. Yeah, they're, yeah they're, well, they're the kind of things that Vertigo... Yeah, that, that, yeah, yeah. She was very much like a Vertigo band, but May Blitz were sort of like the, well... Did the quo sign to Vertigo? They did eventually, yeah. yeah. It's already going wrong, isn't it? <laughs> this is what I'm actually le- leading on. Although I have, I have suffered in later years to status quo. Really? Well, no, I haven't. <laughs> no, I haven't. No, I haven't. No, I haven't. Mayblitz were a possible, a punkier version of Sabbath, I guess. You know, that was heavy, heavy hard rock. Brilliant. I would imagine there'd be strains of Zep, Sabbath... Uh, purple throughout the show. Yeah. Obviously. Rip-off versions. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And imitators. Which will and, mean that Sitage yeah. um, in Their Eyes could be a very, very interesting one this week. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Well, I'm looking forward to that. And yeah. we're going to be talking... Yeah. Are we going to be talking to a guest about Vertigo, about that rock thing, you know, the, the beginnings of British uh, rock in the oh, 70s? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. A few guests coming We up, can say yeah. Victor yeah. Brock's, can't we? Yeah, Victor's back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, with his, 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 his Black Sabbath connections. Anyway, come on. Yes. I've opened another can of breaker. Yes. Yep. Let's get on with it. Let's get on with it.
Nie zatrzymuj mnie Ty gaśnie w nasz płomień Nie przekonuj mnie Nie, nie mów za nas twoje Nie zatrzymuj mnie Nie mamy już siebie Nie wierzymy w Drenched in a cold sweat. <laughs> yeah, another overindulgent, overblown guitar solo. Uh, it, the, the, you know, it, it, is it going to get any better? <laughs> what do you mean? Do you know what, right? There's two things. There's two. Very what do you mean? Two very telling things in that you should say that. Why? Firstly, you 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 are afraid. You started complaining about guitar solos, right. and after doing this show for like um, sixteen consecutive months, if not longer, you've you're totally immune now to foreign language, which is fantastic. Yeah. So the first thing you notice about that yeah. is the guitar solo, yeah. and not the fact that they were Polish. But and that's no, amazing. No, that, that's a good. So thing. good on you. That's a good good thing. on so, you, Pete. So, so something... Congratulations there. Pete, yeah, great. Thank you. Yeah, yeah um, uh, there's still strains of spandex and hair in in in, uh, in everything. Yeah, which, uh, which is a good thing. Which I'm not I too think. sure where that came from. I've it? been wearing swimming trunks now for. Uh, 18 smugglers. weeks. Budgie <laughs> smugglers. What? Yeah, yeah. Because the sun's been out. <laughs> now I want to get upgrading to spandex. It doesn't look. Yeah, it's getting cold. It doesn't look good around the the, the keeper's cottage. Your budgie smugglers. Just tell me for telling me now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not gonna well, the rest blue ones no, at that. No complaints thus far. Yeah. Uh, no, that's uh, yeah, that's the band called Test from Poland. Brilliant, brilliant outfit. One album only on the amazing Polski Negrania label. If you're that upset by uh, screaming guitar solos maybe I'm not we should... entirely upset by well, it you know one thing you've set a precedent already that's what i'm saying that you know we could actually 
uh, get people switching off if you continue down this route, down this this, <laughs> no, this no, no, uh, no. blind people, alley. People tuning in. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, if there's one thing that real true metalers hate, that is the the advent of the of the synthesizer. But and 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 what probably became known as false metal. Have you ever heard that term? No. Death to false metal. No. But I sort of think that's a nice strain that I think we should explore further. I thought 80s America kind of ruined the whole thing. Hair metal. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, did it? Did it enhance it? Guns and Roses. Do you like them? It depends where you. It depends where. Yeah. You, it depends where you. Where you're coming from, really? I think I, I, I've got substantial evidence, evidence to prove that synth metal or keyboard metal is a good thing, especially in the sort of uh, proto metal prog realm. Like, uh, where do you stand on Jump by Van Halen, for instance? Um, <laughs> I don't. You know, nobody stands when you play Jump. <laughs> no, no. All right, okay. Let's start at the very start. Of the, uh, let's start at the top of the alphabet with a band called Aardvark, which has got two A's. Finders Keepers, Second Class Sound.
he done that for? He's turned the light out. Can't so, see anything. So he wants it because it's too sunny. He wants it. To, he's he's, <laughs> he's come to, to be terms dark. with the dark, dark autumn. He could, dark have, he could draw the crushed velvet heavy curtains, thick yeah. heavy curtains, Hall- to make it really Halloween heavy. next month. I know. This is uh, this is almost like a dress rehearsal. This. It's not far off. Yeah. The guy who played that raucous organ then was called Steve Milliner. Ah, a little play on words. One step off uh, Steve, fly yeah. like an eagle. Fly like an aardvark. Yeah, yeah he which was there. is it? Yeah. <laughs> did I say it to you? Now, don't, we're going to go to the A to Z of rock, A for aardvark. Why am I not surprised by that? the ridiculousness of, of aardvark? That, that name? Yeah. Fly like an aardvark. Time keeps on crawling. Oh, that's lovely. It's the first time you sang on this show. Well, there you see. The sound of the home counties explain more. Yeah, well, you know, it's It's all in the delivery. Well, first of all, um... Well-DJed record by me. You could almost it's an AV minus. You could almost hear the blip burns um, as as the record turned round. Why um, do you every time a record of yours jump? You go like it's never happened before. <laughs> Just because in recent years I've discovered that records are rare. Right. When I bought all these records, they weren't rare. Oh, bargain bin records. But that's like had to bring a that's a zillion quid now. That heavy oh, rock. You brought a heavy needle to play these on as well. I did bring a needle, a special needle. Doesn't seem me. to <laughs> seem <Industrial> seems, <laughs> it's not working. No. It's not. It's you need to put like a five p piece on the uh, the arm yeah. while you're at it. But uh, yeah, yeah. Explain more about the uh, the home counties uh, heavy rock. Uh, well, I don't know. You maybe you could tell me. I think probably Robert Wyatt's got a lot to answer for with them sort of sweet mm. uh, anglicised vocals. It's just you know. I mean, that's what used to it's a middle class, upper class thing. I guess. I mean, they, they must have had a bit of money to buy these fancy keyboards. Mm. You know, people... and they all lived in castles and mansions, didn't they? Canterbury was a big thing as yeah, well for the yeah. prog scene. So yeah. yeah, I don't know, but. Um, yeah, yeah. Anything of Pink Floyd in any of it, you th- do you think? And Because and, Pink Floyd with that, that kind of posh art kind of delivery. Well, well... well me- we, am I barking up the wrong tree? No, metal and then obviously punk was, was starting to rebel against all that, wasn't it? I mean, oh. I tell you what, that's one of the shortest records. We've, that was only three minutes, that record. One of the, it's, one it's of the, the record for a metal yeah. record. Yeah, yeah, so... so when the, I say metal, is it rock? What, we, what are we describing here? Rock or metal? Is it all the same thing? I'd say that's hard rock, and I'd also invent a, <laughs> invent a genre which is proto... False metal. <laughs> Proto-false pro, pro, metal. False metal. Fol, Proto-false yeah. metal. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. keyboard metal wasn't is, 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 is not a thing. But like I say, we'll explore that later, the advent right. in the okay. 80s. But that's like a early 70s. You said as well that the melody sounded a little bit like uh, Sabbath's... Uh, Paranoid. Top 10 single, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 kind of did, didn't it? But that we said that a little, uh, and on Diram label as well. Yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Just said... Well, Derham Nova, the Nova series, which they were responsible for records by Sun Forest and uh, Bulldog Breed and um, Egg, which right. is a big... Subsidiary camp- of Decca? Durham, yeah, yeah, it? yeah, yeah, but I think there's only 12 Novas. Nova was like um, Derham's answer to Vertigo, and right. then you had Dawn and Nepenthe coming out the other... In the days labels. where labels would have little labels for to cover, say, uh, rock, prog. classical... To prog, cover prog. To, yeah, to yeah, cover yeah. prog, yeah. yeah. But you can see a lot of these labels trying to capitalise on the success, the phenomenal success of, say, Led Zepp and uh, Black Sabbath in, exactly. in many ways. So it's all of that, isn't it? Copying and yeah. trying to... In fact, do you want to hear... Well, should we see how the... Let's have a look how the French attacked it. Do you want to hear a, a, a French uh, Led Zeppelin rip-off? I think I can imagine what it'll sound like. <laughs> Let's give it a whirl. <laughs>
deux guitares, une longue plainte, une étreinte, des coups par milliards vous explosent au cœur à grande dose. Des accents du rock, la démence en hurlant déchaîne la violence. L'horizon, un frisson fait vibrer le ballon. On s'envole. <rire> Tout le monde décolle. L'illusion d'une génération. Au secours, j'ai besoin d'amour. To the finest keepers radio show. Uh, the only redeeming thing about that is the uh, the bit of the, uh, the the French either poetry or story uh, lays over the the the, the Zeb ripoff. Yeah, uh, apart from the amazing drum sound and top guitar, brilliant bass line, and uh, that guy saying singing the words Led Zeppelin, rock and roll, Led Zeppelin, rock and roll, Led Zeppelin. The B-side is called, or the A-side is called? Devonta Derriere, but I don't yeah. know what that means. Something <laughs> to do with your backside. So, do, do, Fan do, of Led Zepp? Um, you know, their influence, you know, historical influence on, on music, not only the, uh, the rock genre, but music in general. The biggest selling manufactured 
boy band of all time would one of? Would well, it could be levelled at uh, the Beatles, that, but uh, I know that's another argument you don't really want to get into. Supergroup. Supergroup, Made certainly. up of library session guys. Uh, well, Page was one of the great British session men of the early 1960s, played on yeah. a lot of successful recordings. The only rival to Big Jim Sullivan was Little Jim Page. Yeah. I think so, he might yeah. have done the riffs on uh, the Kinks riffs. Donovan, hurdy-gurdy man, get thy bearings. Um, the guitar. Benny Hill records? But, but it's not, it's Alan Parker. Alan Parker's my man, you see, so... Uh, that, you know, Goldfinger, um, Shirley Bassey, Jimmy Page on that. Do you know who was behind that record that we just heard? Uh, Jean-Claude Vanier. No! Uh, not Serge. Uh, am, am I hot, cold here? sounded very Serge. It's Igor Vokovic who we played on, on the show. who's was a very arty sort of uh, electro-acoustic uh, 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 dude, but working with this guy called Claude Martinot, another guy who we've mentioned on the show in the past. In so, what context? Uh, he just was a brilliant, kind of like seldom sung um, studio engineer who messed around with tapes. and Anything that that, that Claude Martinot touched for me is on to a winner. So there. you saw the name on the label? No. On the sleeve? You didn't? <laughs> no, no. I just thought that sounds a bit like uh, a mixture between Hestuard and Melody Nelson. As mentioned, yes, and um, and Led Zeppelin. See, like I said, it was it saving grace. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So there you go. So how do you think the rock show is going? Do you think? <laughs> think uh, yeah. Are you really enjoying it? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. My cold sweats abating. No, I have uh, a can of. I've got your can of tenant super here. Oh, but, but it's a bit warm. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah, got ashtray there while you're Um. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. You're obviously putting your neck on the block here because there's a lot of metal rock purists out there. I mean, I don't really want to go on too much about my uh, mates' brothers. They were very elitist and, was, you know, it had to be it had to be purple, had to be Sabbath, it had to be Zep, do you know what I mean? There's criticism, criti- criticism baiting. Yeah, well, bring yeah. it, Bring it on. Rock baiting. Uh, bring it on, Pete, yeah. I would say. <laughs> um, Are you going to bring it on? Well, I'd go as far as saying that I'm armoured with an, an arsenal uh, <laughs> of... Um, well, I'm armoured with the first, what I consider to be the first heavy metal record of all time. Ooh. The first heavy metal recorded, that the first unknown... Sounds like a gauntlet being thrown down. Unheard heavy metal recording of all time. What year? 67. Okay. Yeah? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. That's... From Manchester. Well, well that's another uh, a spanner in the works there. Pro, the, the band that later became Statwaddy, with an amazing guy called Pete Oliver, right. decided to uh, make um, a, a heavy psychedelic record over the top of a, a death march, probably well three years before the band called Earth, later known as Black Sabbath, did mm. a very similar thing with, uh, with their eponymous debut. But, um, yeah, so I, I suppose, I mean, I, I'm, I, I, I was going to ask for a drum roll, but maybe a drum solo... Thank you. And then we'll um, kick straight into it. Um, This is... um, The first... I think... The first... Listen to this, ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) boys and girls around the world, to our global audience, Andy Votel, what is this? The first ever heavy metal (laughs) recording. (laughs)
sorry. <laughs> hey, what was all that for? What's that little thing? At, duh, 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 is it Death March? Duh, duh, That's what it is, yeah, yeah. Death March. Yeah, yeah, at the end there. Um, so there we go. The... Um, According to Mr. Andrew Votel, and please can write in or complain via Twitter <laughs> yeah. or at financekeepers.com. Yeah. Uh, that is the very first heavy metal record. Sorry to uh, rain on your parade here, but uh, I've been on the Robotron 370. It's right. taken a while to get the screen uh, right. Uh, All right okay. What about uh, Bitter, uh, Bitter Creek, uh, Plastic Thunder? Uh, yeah, people say <laughs> that. Yeah. Well, Iron Butterfly? In a Gadda de Vida, really? Yeah, yeah. I, okay. He's got... Nah. The, the only metal thing about that is because it's Iron Butterfly, I yeah, think. Yeah, uh, uh, um, yeah. different though. American. I'm talking about the old wave of British heavy metal here, you know, as it's co- but some, co- commonly maybe, known. <laughs> maybe somebody's listening in uh, Russia or Afghanistan and can tell us, actually, um, the first uh, heavy rock record goes back to 1964. I'd like that. Well, to, to further substantiate Pete Oliver's um, claim, he was also... Um, a used car salesman. Uh, okay. Who's so Pete Oliver? Pete Oliver was the guy, who, the mastermind behind that record. Right, OK. He was actually sort of like a um, performance artist. Like, Emperor Roscoe produced that LP, by all accounts. They were like a... a I think they did like a bit of a Screaming Lord such thing mm. early doors, like it, it, as a cabaret band in France. But right. then they just took it absolutely that heavy. But, yeah, like I say, he was... He was dealt in scrap metal, so there's metal for you again, you know. Not only metal, the very first heavy metal record ever recorded. You can take your iron butterflies and you can... Take your bitter creek and plastic thunders off and stick them in the bin. (laughs) Yeah. 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 There it was. (laughs) (laughs) off. (laughs) See, the language is escalated in here. Yeah. We need a calming influence. Oh, right, okay. Take the uh, the sting out of the, the... the wound. Time for Griff Reese, I guess. Yeah. Well, Welsh metal bands. Welsh metal bands. Budgie. Yeah, they were great. Yeah. Bad Bad Ram is that one? Don't know. I saw a record by a band called Bad Ram the other day. Yeah. Good. I saw it. I didn't hear it. Well. I didn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Do you know one man who would know? Griff Reese. Is it Nostradamus or is it just a knockoff? This is Sitaras in the eyes. Technically, just back off tour, we are. Sitars <laughs> in their eyes. Uh, was it a bad dream, that uh, live sitars in our eyes at festival number six? I seem to remember there was somebody with a false beard on and some kind of weird garb. Sitars in their eyes, live on stage, featuring the lovely eggs, Cecilia Farge, Malcolm Mooney from Can and Jerry and the Holograms. Doesn't quite equate to a bad dream. No. In my book, Peter, no, it's a good dream. it sounds like a Wizard of Oz sequel. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, actually, when you come to think of it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Chaotic, as, as you would expect, but very, very enjoyable. Well, if I was to explain that the rules of the game are I'm going to play a record of foreign descent, which suspiciously sounds like a popular top ten hit, you can decide whether or not that would work in a live game show capacity at festival number six. I think it worked as as a treat. Is this um, of a a heavy metal variety? I expect it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, So that's a clue in itself. On brief. On brief. Oh, bre- Keeping on brief. <laughs> All right, okay. Yep, All right. Yep, yep, okay. Yep. Um, well, I mean, are you ready? Are you ready? Mm, pick- as ready as I'll ever be. Bongos, to begin with. Mm, it's not Apache. <laughs> um. Should I be yeah. getting somewhere near? Yeah, yeah, you should be on it by so now. So I'm listening to the, the riff in the background there. The bass line. The bass line. As usual, I haven't got a clue, but I'm going to stick to 
either Led Zepp, Deep Purple, Black Sabbath, uh, Uriah Heap, I don't know. No. Peter, it's Black Sabbath by Black Sabbath, but the rest of the rip-off record sounds a little bit like this. Yeah, enough for that. Let's, that was on. That was Isis on Butter, and this is Aquaturbia. Finders Keepers Radio Show, making global local.
You're listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in the English countryside. As you said at the start of the show, blowing the cobwebs away, co- cobwebs away, taking no prisoners. Yeah, no more, Mr. Nice Guy. <laughs> and you know what a nice guy I am. Uh, yeah. No more. No, no more. more. Of, oh, no more nice. No too. more, Pete. <laughs> all right, OK. All right. You have to emphasise the point. Two, two together. Two South American records together. Unusual in itself? The incredible band Aguaturbia. Right. Yeah, with uh, their version of uh, I Wonder Who, I Wonder Why. I, w- I think yeah. it's a Ray Charles tune, but right. very heavy, nice backwards business going on. And then they were from Chile and then over to Peru or up to Peru or roundabout to Peru, depending on we're where you stood. Traversing the which, globe which, anyway. Which, which, way you, which, way you, which mountain you stood on. And that was a track called Pusher by uh, the band El Opios. Um, drug exploitation lyrics, did you notice? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to smoke some blood. Oh, and uh, I am really? the pusher man, and then somebody goes, "Policeman!" Yeah. and he goes, "No, no, <laughs> no I'm thank the pusher you. man." Yeah, bye I'm bye. the pusher man. So yeah, uh, heavy records. I mean, amazing records. Yeah. Uh, in, in your humble opinion, where do you, uh, outside of America and Europe, who make the best heavy metal records outside of the obvious? If you were to ask me, if I was walking down the street and you, said, I would say South America, would but they're, they're not. They're not heavy enough. I need. We need to go yeah, heavier on the that. show. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you were saying that when you're playing that. Is this heavy enough? I yeah. mean, what is the criteria? There is it. What for, for, what, for, for hard rock, proto stoner rock, <laughs> proto pro, pro metal? Ooh, it rolls off the tongue it, so easily. It, if I'd said if I'd said proto metal at the top of the show, I think I should be aiming for harder pastures. To be honest. <laughs> right, yeah. Well, you know, it's 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 a musical journey that we uh, partake in uh, right. every month. Finders keepers. Second class sound.
going yes you're good in that mm. guess what language that is i would say uh japanese uh, chinese something like that sounds that way doesn't it yeah Swe- i'm wrong I'm swedish obvi- ah. yeah okay but i think they were hammered yeah it, <laughs> it sounds like t- t- that's called if you were to be drinking from a bottle of tea doya on a park bench, you would be drinking <laughs> from a bottle of meth. Oh, it's not funny, much. is it? No, no, but yeah. that's what it is. It, I used that... to see it quite a lot. Really? Yeah. What, it, you, when it, you're in it, Sweden? It, yeah. <laughs> no, no, yeah. in my early days. Really? It, that sort of, that weird look of that odd sort of sheen of meths in a bottle. Yeah. You know, a slight bluey kind of thing. Yeah, it. yeah, quite, yeah. Quite weird. Yeah, quite well, weird. I think that tea doy is either meth or some cleaning product or something. But uh, it's yeah. not great for your body. Drinking, I doubt it. it doesn't. Yeah. It's like drinking yeah. bleach or something, yeah. isn't it? Was that proto punk or was it metal or was it hard rock or was it whatever? I mean, it's heavy. I, I would do for me. Uh, proto punk. Uh, it, yeah. it it's a very, very long way from uh, our outset of, uh, as we began the show, right. which is always a good thing because you know it's all about you know uh, yeah travelling through. Yeah, it celebrates the virtues of booze though, mm. which I mean you know I, I, I we mean, do partake ourselves. I, I guess. That, I drink you know. responsibly. Yes. <laughs> you, you, you don't. I do. Do you? Yes. Well, I drink responsibly. What do you mean, though? Um, I, I, <laughs> I can't remember. No, the the, the thing is, it's, uh, I mean, uh, the saving grace about metal, metal uh, booze is metal's yeah. drug of choice. Is it not? On the yeah, UK, well, that, that, the UK that, yeah. wise. Yeah, that you and, and uh, Bifter, I would have thought, yeah, would yeah. be uh, the, the gentleman's choice. Twenty Berkeley. Or ladies. <laughs> Twenty Berkeley. Yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Some cheap cigarettes. Part drive, 20 part drive, yeah. I would have thought. Yeah, and exactly. so maybe a 10 would bind if you're having a heavy night out. So it's all above board? Well, yes. Well, I think we're on the right side of the law. Over the counter gear. Yeah, Yeah. indeed. There's a guy, I don't know if he's Spanish or American or maybe... Can you actually drink methylated spirits? A lot of it. Because I seem to remember, does it just kind of erode your stomach lining, Maths? Pete Mitchell. <laughs> I'm just asking. The, I don't know. You're a man who's drank around the world. <laughs> you would know. No, no. As I was saying, I've spent the summer. On, I've, I've spent the summer on gin. I spent a summer on gin. Do you remember the summer of 2017? I spent it on gin. Really? Is it 16 or 17? Right? Really? You've been, you've been drinking gin. Haven't yeah, yeah. Right, enjoyed okay. it. Yeah. Um, uh, Flavoured gins. No. How are you getting on with that can of skull there? It's warm and tepid. Somebody's put a fang out of it. Metal. Yeah. Metal. Yeah. Oh, Metal, mate. Large. Yeah. There's a guy called um, 
Whiskey Dave. Whiskey uh, David. As it, as it, as, Whiskey Dave. Uh, yeah. Whiskey, Whiskey Dave. David. He's Whiskey Dave. And he made a record. Well, he made a seven inch. One side was called Charlie and one was called <laughs> Whiskey. And uh, oh, he, Is he, he still with us? I don't I don't know. <laughs> no. I don't know. Should we, should it we, sounds we, doubtful, should, doesn't it? Should we see what he's got to say? Whiskey Dave. Whiskey Dave. Whiskey. Whiskey is my name. And drinking. Drinking my game. Slipping and flying at night with only myself to right.
This is the Finest Keepers Radio Show. Dave. Whiskey Dave. Whiskey Dave. Good record. There's a clever little riff going through it as well. I've, there was a bongo beat in there. Yeah. Bongo beats. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think he's a bit of a character, Whiskey Dave. Yeah, well, I've just been, I've just, funnily enough, I've just, just to correct the notion that he might have even either been Spanish or American, mm. I have just been on the Robotron 367 and found out that he actually comes from Paisley in <laughs> Scotland, which comes as little surprise. No surprise um, whatsoever. Uh, shout out to Paisley there yeah. and uh, Big all up the Paisley inha- Massive. In- inhabitants. Yep. Um, the, uh, yeah. Uh, went on tour with the Yardbirds. I don't know whether he's part of the crew or what. Right. To Spain, yeah, which substantiates my original mm. musing. And he uh, never came home. Yeah, I would imagine he was known to the locals in the village he lived in Spain as Whiskey Dave too, don't you? Yeah, Whiskey David. Yeah, Whiskey, Whiskey David. David. Yes. Sorry, David. Whiskey David. Whiskey yeah. David. So yeah, still alive, still with us. <laughs> I'd say know. no. I don't know. If you're out there, Dave. Yeah, but if you've got a, 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 a double A-sided single called Whiskey with Charlie on the uh, the B-side, it's a rocky road. Yeah, I suppose, yeah. Well, Charlie is, is, says it was a, 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 a homage to his late dog. Oh, come on. Which sounds like a yeah. fib. Yeah. <laughs> Why didn't he call it Whiskey and Muttley then? Yeah. Because he was called Charlie. Yeah. Um, he, uh, yeah. So imagine the reverse charges over there to Dave to tell him that his dog's passed away. It's not nice. Is that Dave? Yeah. That's late. Right, it's Dave. How's <laughs> uh, it, dog? Yeah. The wee dog's passed away. <laughs> <laughs> you said oh, whatever. No, <laughs> not the dog. Oh, Christ. <laughs> I've just got a new lead. Give me a drink. <laughs> Thought you said we weren't going <laughs> to. We won't try and do, do Scottish a Scottish accent because we just oh, look stupid. Just about got away with it. Uh, uh, and you know, it, it is patronising to our Scottish listeners too, and I do apologise. Whiskey! <laughs> Charlie! I, I love you! Charlie! How can we get out of this one? <sighs> the door. I wonder who this could be. It's a, it's a whiff in the air. Oh, tapeworm, the cretinous parasite. How the devil are you? What's going on here? You're like a hog manny. What is this, a hog manny? We were just talking about Scotland. New Year's Eve. We were just talking about our friends. That the, the, we love we love the whole of Scotland. It's, it's, it's not took me that long to get here, is it? By my calculations, it's only September. Um, I feel like I'm first footing. Well, I haven't got the second foot. Well. <laughs> but, yeah, what's going? Wow, well, what's going? I stinks of booze. In fact, it stinks of booze. It stinks of sweat. Fags. It. What is it? We were playing. We're playing some heavy rock, and we just played a track by Whiskey Dave. Whiskey Dave. Mm. There's a blast in the past. Where's he from up north? He's from. Bonnie Scotland. Sp- bon, bon Scott. Bon Scott. ACDC. Brilliant. Is that the only Scottish band you can name? Uh, what, metal? Yes. No, I don't know anything about Scottish metal at no. all, to be honest. Just Nazareth no. and Gun, Iron Claw and no. Serpico. Not much. Snowblood, Crestfallen, <laughs> Methadong and <laughs> Mouse Glove. Um, <laughs> old, old No. Alvin Parrot, not much. Made in Scotland, margarine, uh, blood orange, 
ACDC. That's about it, really. It's a good yeah. collection. No, no, I couldn't. I could. I could, couldn't. Don't know anything about Scottish metal. <laughs> Trifle. <laughs> Warm dust. Hippopotamus. Um, yeah, bizarre. My mind's blank, really, when it comes to Scottish metal, as you know, Peter. I'm just with more like you know, because I'm from the. I've obviously spent a lot of time on scrap heaps, so that's my metal credential. Mm. Um, yeah, you get a lot of. I mean, it used to be it went through a big trend, heavy metal, back in the '80s, and then you know, as on the tip, you used to notice more and more debris, especially in the cassette department. Mm. So, which I would notice being the tapeworm. Obviously. So, um, yeah, you know, it was just this stuff like uh, Queensryche and Guns N' Roses and stuff like that. Mm. Wasp? Wasp. The, uh, well, I'd say Wasp is the least of my favourite uh, hymenoptera <laughs> of the apocrytal variety. Um, quite a nuisance at this time of summer. But anyway, let's get back to metal. Indeed. Uh, Peter. So, uh, yeah. What about Uriah Heap? Urine Heap? Uriah. What do you take me for? Anyway, let's get back on with it. Um... Yes, there are uh, uh, quite a lot of metal tapes left on the tip over the years. <laughs> when I say metal tape, Peter, mm. I don't mean the type 2 enhanced ferric oxide development, <laughs> nor the ferrochrome solution which shortly followed. <laughs> I mean tapes, heavy metal music yeah, yeah, tapes, yeah. along with patch jackets, snow wash jeans and empty cans of harp lager. Wow. If I could ask you a question that we, we posed to uh, your good friend Andrew a little earlier, do you know who the first heavy metal uh, band or song was? No, not really. It's probably Pete Oliver from New Religion, <laughs> but I, w- I wouldn't know. I'm not an expert. No. No. Um, ah, very English phenomena. An English phenomena, heavy metal. Well, not necessarily. I mean, you know, it was obviously ma- ma- big in France, which is probably why I'm here today, because mm. I've bought um, a- an odd little piece of, well, what, what, proto-metal um, by a band called Roto Magus. Roto Magus. Mm. Do you know what that means? Roto Magus. It s- sounds like Roto Maggot mm. to me, but yeah. you know. I don't know what Roto Magus. I think it's a place in France, oh. a city quite close to Paris. It's an ancient name. It fits in with the ancient mystique of warlocks and wizardry, which is often tied to ferocious heavy metal sounds of the era knights in shining armour and long drinks by the beach (laughs) (laughs) an upturned bike in the melodic croak of a small tiny frog while the wind cries Elizabeth it's your time once again the sky turns red is the name of a recent compilation uh, documenting the music of Roto Magus, who only released two singles, but the the clever folk at Lion Productions, good friends of ours, and Jean-Emmanuel Dubois, um, has, has um, found some tapes of unreleased music. Wow. Of the, very much of a proto-metal-laced progressive rock pop style um so that so they've brought that out it's a complete anthology you can buy it now but i think uh, me being the tapeworm i'd prefer to play in one of these unreleased um mm. unreleased recordings these unreleased tapes so um all right well just tell me what you think of this uh, we'll sit back and relax and uh, listen to the sound of roto magus hit it <laughs>
Oh, yeah! Yeah! <laughs> Woo! Oh, wow, that was invigorating, wasn't it, Peter? Y yes? I could go off the rails with people playing muck like that. Woof! Only a minute as well. Yeah, it's a long minute. It was called a fluffooting flatmull. Beg your pardon? What the f*** does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a bit like Flight of the Bumblebee. Ah, oh, yeah! Yeah, whoo! So this bad language, you know what you really need to do for... And, and I don't like actually telling you off and putting you in your place, but please right. do calm down. All right, bloody hell. And respect <sighs> the that, Finders Keepers radio show. Oh, that was skill, wasn't it? That was skill. That was like watching a racing driver career around a bloody racing track. It's very, you're very poetic today. In a racing car, in a race. <laughs> That's what they generally Woo! do. That's what they generally oh, do. God. Do I need a rest now, Peter? <laughs> you need to do a bit of, maybe, worm banging. Rock and roll! Did I leave a carrier bag with some gloves and two <laughs> library cards in last week when I came last month's show? Well, that silk gloves? No, they were just woolen gloves. Brown? No, and a, a, a repair kit for some glasses. Mm, I don't that, know. Not that I can I've, remember. I've looked everywhere. Anyway, that was Roto Magus from the compilation of Sky Turns Red, and that was a, an unreleased demo. For, God knows, we're pretty guessing it's about 1969. Well, it's been a pleasure having you at the Keeper's Cottage. I know oh, you're going to wow. sort of uh, slide on down to the uh, the tip in the, the village at the bottom of the hill. Oh, I am, I am. The, the, you know, if I could... Any more music like that, and I don't think my tiny my tiny beatbox could handle it, really. I'd probably have a, 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 something resembles a cardiac arrest, because that is bloody... I can see where you're going with this. Are you going to backcomb your hair and slip into some spandex? Might do, might do. As you know, Peter, I excrete self-gelling qualities, so, um... The, um... Yeah. There's, there's actually a few casualties back at, uh, in the worm community at the moment after festival number six. I don't know if you noticed there was quite a lot of my, um... my crowd... Uh, Went down. Mm, I saw them yeah, hanging all, together yeah, behind backstage. All over the, all over the VIP wristbands. A, a carpet of of us at one point, but um, yeah, those in the know will know exactly what I'm going on about. So anyway, all right. Well, I'm gonna uh, get out of here. Yep. Peter, Andy, I'll see you next month. Not if you see me first. <laughs> Leaving on a mixed metaphor there. <laughs> Bye. Au revoir. Bye-bye. Take worm the Cretinous Parasite. Bye. Bye.
You are listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in the English countryside. Uh, we are, are rocking out. I'm Pete Mitchell. We have Andy Votel. That was a genuine Australian rock band, Melbourne's Masters Apprentices with Catty. Uh, Tapeworm earlier kept referring to ACDC as a Scottish band. Is well, that in the. Yeah, well, Malcolm and Angus Young, both born in Glasgow, so we're split between Australia and Scotland, I think had, we can safely say. Had they started playing instruments before they left Scotland? Uh, yes. Really? They were, oh, in right. a, they were actually in a band called Velvet Underground. Not to, be, <laughs> not to be confused with the other Velvet Underground. Were they really? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Good to hear uh, Roto Magus as well in some uh, Lion Records product. Uh, very nice. Good label, that. One of the best. One of the old boys when it comes to reissuing. A lot of respect for them. Uh, Recently did. Reissues of all genre? Well, they did the Geese Scornit record, which I think is a very worthwhile release. Mm, which so, you have mentioned before, I think. Yeah, Geese Scornit's incredible. So, uh, yeah, but here we are, back on the... Uh, uh, without risk of sobering up, I think, uh, you know... Well, the uh, beers have stopped, yeah. the warm beer. Uh, uh, yeah, we need we need some, some more raucous music, don't we? Uh, would you like like some? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, d- uh, would you? Know, you? If you take a trip all the way to Australia, I've said it before, you mm. can't just come back after one gig. No, you can't. So, uh, yeah. yeah, let's keep it uh, regional.
your face. You're listening to the Finders Keepers radio show, making global sound local.
Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're listening to the Finders Keepers radio show from somewhere in the English countryside with Pete Mitchell and Andy Votel. Don't forget we have other shows available, apart from this heavy rock special. Yeah, yeah. Go on, roll off a few. I can't remember one. Well, Balearic, Brazilian, Krautrock. French. Psychedelic soul. Jazz is not a four-letter word. Oh, yeah. Spanish. Tons. Oh, there's so many. So many to go as well. Yeah. This can only be volume one of our hard rock show. We have to do it again. When are we going to sequelise some of these things? Yeah. Um, well, Halloween next. So Halloween. We'll be following on for our very first Halloween show uh, a year ago almost. Volume two. And then... And then it's um, bloody Christmas. Bloody Christmas again. Yeah, yeah. We had the best Christmas though, didn't we? Last year. Last year, I don't know. I was hammered. Yes, I know you were. It was, <laughs> was it after your birthday? Round right about your yeah, birthday yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. And we a- um, we had uh, a whole host of people in the the keeper's cottage. Born on Christmas Day. Yeah. Like Kenny Everett and Noel Edmonds. Yeah, both of them. That was the sound of an amazing Japanese band um, called Strawberry Path. Um, Is that worth £2,500? Yeah. Sell it. Sell it! I'll give you five bucks for it. I don't read dirty books. Cash? What's cash? Yeah, yeah. Strawberry Path were closely associated with a band, the fantastic name Flied Egg. Yeah, like it. On Japanese Vertigo. Right. So, in fact, we should uh, summon up a a font of Vertigo knowledge very soon Mm. for a a returning guest. Um, Not before I mention the record we played before that, which was from an Australian bikey movie called uh, Naturally Free. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, is it time? Is it time to sum up uh, blues legend? I think we Vert- should. Vertigo dude, very, yeah. yeah, and um, author of um, Sabbatical Majesty. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nobody rocks. Like Victor Brock. <laughs> An authority on the subject with, yes. a, with, with a, um, a section which has become um, quite a regular on the show. It's Mr. Victor Brox. He is back. Victor. Back. Come back, back. Again. baby, come they back. Have it, so I'll, I'll follow you into the studio. There we go. Come in. Yeah. It's always a pleasure. Down. Thanks. It's uh, always no a pleasure problem. to welcome, uh, of course, the legendary Victor Brox. Let me just start by clearing something up, which is uh, I don't know if I dreamt this or this was was or I read mm. this or whatever. But <coughs> was is it true that your interest in Renaissance painting mm. comes from a certain member of the group mm. Motorhead? I wrote an opera with a guy called Tony Moss that was in um, uh, Macclesfield guy that was in um, Granny Takes a Trip. Oh, oh yeah. 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 What were they called? <coughs> Tony the, pu- Moss the Purple... Pump. The Purple Gang. Yeah, the Purple, gang. purple yeah. gang, yeah. Yeah, well, Tony Moss and I got together. As I was in... I, I, did, I developed a huge interest in Renaissance painting. Well, th- thanks to Lemmy, unbelievably. Right. This, mm. was, this was when I was still living in Chelsea on Lots Road. On death row, he said. <laughs> and um, I went round there just a few yards, a few streets away, in, off Edith Grove. He had a cellar flat, and I walked there to score a bit of dope. I knocked on this big talk. I said, Come in and grab me. Mm. And I realised it was just full of policemen, plainclothes policemen. And there were a few hippies like sat there looking terrified, you know. He said, Sit down. And they're waiting for Lemmy to come back, you see. To bust him, but let me never give him back. <laughs> and we sat there for hours, and there was a, a coffee table, and there was a book on the table. It was one of these Athena coffee table type books based on all the known paintings by Botticelli. And because there was nothing else to do, 
I read it from cover to cover <laughs> in about four and a half hours. And I became... Under police surveillance. Under police surveillance. <laughs> deeply interested in Renaissance painting. <laughs> and, I, and for the next two years, I spent all my life in the National Gallery right. and became quite an authority on it. Right. So I was okay. interested in Hieronymus Bosch. Right. And I heard about this guy that was also interested, and we teamed up. He became my bass player for a while, and we wrote this opera based on the, li uh, based on the life of Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah. Thanks to Lemmy, unbelievably. Right. Lemmy was my roadie for a year and a half, before he became Hendrix's roadie, and then before he joined Hawkwind, and then before he joined... And for Motet and so on. Yeah, but, just after the rocking yeah, bit because you came. Yeah, that was right. For you. Why did did the Hendrix come and stay at your house then? No, what happened was at the time as I was living on Lots Road, and at, end, at each end there was a junk shop because the, all the refuse wagons from uh, the the Royal Borough of Kensington used to come there and offload, and they were sent down the Thames by barge. Oh, right. But if they had anything decent, they would stop at one of the junk shops and flog it, right, you see. Yeah, yeah. And I, I sussed that you could make very nice coats out of beaver lamb coats turned inside out and proofed with boot polish and the pockets turned and, right. and the belt added to them and they'd make they like Afghan coats but right. they were really warm because all the fur was inside. Right, I yeah. fitted out the entire band of the pretty things <laughs> and my own band and I saw I used to buy them for like something like I used to pay half a crown a coat and I'd sell them for like thirty bob. Right. So wow. that, and I, I sold loads of them, and I made a superb one for Jimi Hendrix because Jimi was a very good friend of mine, and um, I, I, I had it ready. I hadn't quite finished the belt. I thought, no, I'll wait till next week. It was down at Speakeasy. I'll give it to him next week because with with a I was living up in Hyde by this time. I had a big house in Hyde, and I had not two rooms. To get. It was a detached house, so, was, so you could play, make play as loud as you like. And right. it was, it would have fitted like. 50 people at least yeah, yeah. in this room. It's, the band used to rehearse there. Like I say, Spider Mike King and Martin Hannett rehearsed there. And, I, and my, my wife was very keen on Jimmy as well. So um, our idea was to him, he was, having, he was under a lot of pressure at the time because he wouldn't sign another contract. He wanted to, it was being mithered and they, they wanted to make an example of him. Anyway, I didn't know all this. I just knew that he was going through a pretty tough time compared with what had happened before. And I'd known him from the day, almost from the day when he landed in England. So anyway, um, I had this coat and I was going to give him the coat and say, why don't you come up, get out of the weather and come up and stay mm. with us for a while, as long as you like. You know? and, but I said, no, I'll wait and I'll finish the coat perfectly and give it to him. And I'll tell him next week. And it was in that week when he was murdered. Yeah, I had it with me in yeah. a bag. I could have yeah. given it to him. Jimmy hardly drank at all when I knew him. He would sit all night long with half a pint of bitter. I never. The only time I saw him angry or in a, in a mood of in a very calm and gentle mood mm. was when they pulled the plug on him at the speakeasy one time, mm. and they had like uh, polystyrene. And he got he was, had brought a flying V down with him on right. that night. He always used to come down to the ends of Dunbar retaliation because he'd actually chosen Ainsley for for as his drummer for the for the for the experience, but Chas Chandler had overruled him yeah. and gone for uh, Mitch Mitchell because Ainsley was like a, a little mod lad from Liverpool with cellotape down hair, yeah. whereas whereas um, Mitch had long, the art school image with long curls. Did see. he cellotape his hair down? No, I don't. 
But um, that's what we used to call them. We used to sellotape heads. Used to call them mods. mods nil, rockers <laughs> ten. Oh, I suppose though, a- Ainley, Ainsley's mm. mod credentials were, mm-hmm. could, could be wiped by his is the fact that you and Ainsley <laughs> both wrote and probably mm. created one of the first mm. most important heavy metal tunes mm. of all time, mm. and that was the warning mm. by black sabbath mm. uh i'm not going to pretend there's not an ulterior motive for uh, inviting you here today and i know your guitar's there so i think maybe it's a bit ta- a bit time that the finders keepers radio listeners should hear an embryonic rendition or a strip back rendition of that very tune this is warnings by victor brox and ainsley dunsbar as the ainsley dunsbar retaliation played by victor brox right now hey, I was looking in the sky When the sun turned all the blood And the thunder clouds rolled by Earth began to shatter Clouds began to roll It must have been a sign for me To leave you all alone I was warned about you baby But my feelings were a little bit Strong, just a little bit oh, too strong. See, that's nice. live music from the Keeper's Cottage somewhere in the English countryside. Yes, yes. the seedling. <laughs> uh, originally by the Ainsley Dunbar mm. Retaliation, mm. that was warning, later made popular mm. by Black Sabbath. But Victor, mm-hmm. there's a story in there as when you when you were out on the town, you didn't even know they'd recorded it, and you first heard it in a club. Is mm-hmm. that right? We'd, we'd set up when we were ready to go. We we're playing at Fishmonger's Armswood Green, and we had about an hour to spare. Right. Right, so yeah. we went down the road to this marquee where there was a festival going on, okay, or some yeah. kind of do, you know. Yeah. And um, as we walked in, we could hear Warning playing at the other end of the marquee. And we stood and listened to it, because we do when you hear someone playing your record. And then we realised it wasn't us. I turned to Ed, because I turned to Ed and said, we weren't very good in those days, were we? <laughs> and he said, no. And then I realised that the guitar solo was going on and on and on. I said, that's not us, you know. So we walked over to see who it was, and it was the first Black Sabbath album, when they were very, relatively unknown. Yeah. And it's like half the second side. Yeah, it's the only song they've ever recorded which they didn't write themselves, and and it, all, and it said on the cover all songs by Black Sabbath. So after that, I went and I chased it, and eventually, it was credited to us because it's an exact copy. Oh yeah, you widely recognise mm-hmm. now as the author of, of that mm-hmm. song. I mean, I think that's what a lot of people are bought to Victor Brox. If, 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 if it isn't via Jesus Christ Superstar, it's mm-hmm. via the Black Sabbath Black mm-hmm. Sabbath connection. Those are my only. Those are my only. Sort of intrusions into commercial music, really. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been very intrusion much intrusion is very being polite, yeah. You, you, kind polite. Of, you kind of floated... It's almost like you floated on the outskirts of what became the progressive rock thing, though, like Vertigo especially. How did you feel when bands like Sabbath and Led Zeppelin were bringing that heavy, heavy thing? I mean, there must have been blues 
blues purists around at the it time. It didn't worry us because we had a much better band than them. Right. <laughs> Our band was far, far better than any of the others. Yeah. Ainsley done by Alex Domofsky with the best of the team. I was just going to say, I mean, though, you must have looked down your nose at the, 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 well, the, the kids. We didn't look down our nose, but we, we just had no fear of anybody. Right, we were, yeah. Do you yeah. Know I mean, Ainsley was a very formidable character and he was a sensational drummer. I mean, he read, uh, his story was that he was a very sickly child, couldn't go to school, and his dad had a grocery store in the corner shop in um, Liverpool and he, and he said well what, what what can we do to keep our lad from getting bored out of his mind he's too ill to go to school and they bought him a drum kit and pasted egg boxes all around the one in one of the rooms and he just played the drums for four years wow and he was a genius and when he joined his first band he got fired because he couldn't understand what he was mm. doing right and you, event- you mentioned the who there as well didn't you because was yeah. there, did him him and moon meet were they friends oh yeah well they i were. was very friendly with keith moon. keith right. moon was the next best drummer as far as i was concerned. right very I, very original i got drummer. that connection there yeah. wonderful drummer but he was crazy of course yeah. wonderfully crazy do you have to be crazy to be a drummer i think it generally helps doesn't it um not necessarily but you either have to be um, very mature and very aware of what you're doing, or you have to be crazy. <laughs> it's one or the other. Spatial, There's virtually nothing awareness. in between, you know. I think I'll, I think yeah. I'll err on the on the side of crazy. <laughs> crazy me too. For the time crazy being. every time. For the time being. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, I know you've got to go and get your bus mm. soon, Victor. Mm. So as a parting gift to you now, oh. given that um, uh, Sabbath uh, did very well uh, doing a cover of an Ainsley Dunbar tune, I think it's time that we should expose oh. somebody doing a Sabbath tune. Mm. And this is Corporal Gander's Fire Dog Brigade doing a version of Paranoid. Cheers, Victor. Thanks, Victor. Finders Keepers. B music.
You're listening to the Finest Keepers Radio Show from somewhere in the English countryside. Remind me again what, who, who that was. It was, was. Cor- Corporal. Corporal <laughs> Sounds like you were making it up. Corporal Gander's Fire Dog Parade. <laughs> right. Is who it's by. It's covers album. Right. This version of Neanderthal Man on there, I think, actually. Oh, Maybe. Maybe. Uh, before that, Victor Brox, who will be back to. Uh, to uh, to Bob Apples? Do we Bob Apples at Halloween? Or is that do we, we or do people? Uh, do people generally? Do people do, and we will. We so will, so he'll yeah. be back. Uh, We're here with Doug Shipton. Yeah, Dougie. Yeah, yeah. Hello, hello. Apple-bobbing champion, yeah, I would have said. <laughs> Doug, you've got <laughs> some hard rock for us again, haven't you? Yeah. Doug, in your own considered way, tell us what you have. Given the um, the diesel-soaked, musky leather theme of the show, um, I figured it wouldn't be legit if we didn't include uh, some bands with proper power animal names um, I'm not talking the likes of uh, the Scorpions Def Leppard or Whitesnake um, I'm more interested in bands like Greasy Bear Urbane Gorilla and Savory Duck um, can you guys think of any other Ooh. hard rock groups mm. with animals in their names Def Leppard yeah uh, Zebra um, Great Bear f- f- Fuzz Duck Fuzzy Duck Fuzzy Duck Fuzzy Duck yeah Frog Frog is the one <laughs> yeah, Frog, frog. I'm having Frog alright well, we've got a few Power Animal tracks for you now, actually. <laughs> um, first up, uh, we have a song by a London-based group who recorded their Wasp, one and only Wasp, album Wasp. under the uh, decidedly non-animal but in the right ballpark Hunter moniker. The monkeys? But uh, reputedly not only had their name changed from underneath them to Orangutan... Rarity alert! Rarity alert! Uh-huh. But also had no idea that the producer had taken the masters to the States and handed them over to Bell Records for release there. Um, This is Chocolate Piano. The Beatles.
That was Orangutan, followed by the second of our paranormal theme picks, uh, a song called Stay by the Swiss group Toad, featuring ex-members of Brain Ticket and produced by Martin Birch of Deep Purple, John Lord, Rainbow and Sabbath fame. I mean, it's nice to, to, to know and mm. you recognise that they, they, they that, that sound did travel, you know, mm. the, 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 the producers... Yeah. It's not not specifically um, UK and American mm-hmm. bands that sound mm-hmm. like that because these were producers for hire. Yeah. I think that tends to be the common thread that runs through a lot of these groups and especially the releases from the early 70s onwards where a lot of the sound associated with the various hard rock scenes um, can be attributed to producers like Birch, Roger Bain, Vic Mail, and also Ian Gillen of, uh, of course, Deep Purple fame. I- ironically mm. brings us back to Jesus Christ Superstar. Well, with that in mind and in keeping with the power animal theme uh, but this time in title only we have a Gillen produced song by a group called Jerusalem um, another one of those groups that sprung up early doors and faded away just as quickly they released uh, one LP and one single on Duram so I guess all you really need to know is that you'll need deep pockets if you want an original copy of the LP um, this is Kamikaze Moth and was only available on the 45 <laughs>
Jerusalem. Darren Band, produced by Ian Gillen. This is the Finders Keepers radio show. Um, it's our hard rock special. You were mentioned a little earlier about, about false metal. False metal, Which is, yeah. it was ringing in my ears. I, I still can't work out what you... Uh, death to false when you, when metal. You, when you're copying something that's original, is that... No. Is that just copying? I just the way I see false metal. It's just when you know things got a little bit overproduced. I think that's what metalheads sort of overblown. About. What in the spandex and big hair, the the hair and spandex era, or not? Uh, and well, for me, electronic electronic when the, key, when the yeah, keyboards, keyboards came in, which you didn't, mu- you, you don't, you still don't mind electronic keyboards in rock. Well, well, for, I, I'm not here to defend heavy metal. Okay, right. You know, it's just like whatever. But I, I dare say, I think it'd we be are a the good, judge and jury, though. Yeah, it'd be a good idea. I think I've always thought it'd be a nice idea to do a false metal <laughs> mixtape. <laughs> That means. <laughs> Just because, yeah, whatever that means, yeah. 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 Um, Vertigo in Germany signed a fantastic band called. Wo- They're called Warning as well. Oh, yeah. there, you, there go. you go. There's, I there's wonder a, if that is. It sounds like we've. Uh, you know. Full circle. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Must be influenced. Some people by think seven. we throw this show together, <laughs> and they'd be absolutely right. Swings and roundabouts. Um, yeah, uh, f- and they were a synth metal band, which I don't think is a hundred percent bad thing. Yeah. Would you Would you like to yes, hear please, their, just hear their words? Fire away. Yes, please do.
This is the Finest Keepers Radio Show from somewhere in the English countryside. A little bit different there. We've gone sort of off-piste almost with those last couple of records. Yeah, I mean... Which is a good thing for me. Cosmish, Cosmish, synth metal. Yeah. That's what I tried to... That was nice. Crowbar it in as warning. I mean, there's a nice crossover with with metal and krautrock, with bands like... I mean, I don't know that 
that death metal band Mayhem, pioneering band, very rare Don't know record. a great deal about them. Your son will know about it. Yes, indeed. Mayhem. Yeah. Uh, and uh, that was produced by Connie Plank and, you know, oh, obviously... Kraftwerk, yeah, Legend. Yeah. And uh, well, the track after that was uh, by the very famous um, Avner Gadassi, a uh, big chunk of stoner rock. Hebrew stoner rock. Wow. Uh, it's quite an unlikely combination with the track Adalia, which, forgive me if I'm wrong, but I think it might mean praise God. Mm. So uh, there you are. Feels like we could do 70 volumes of this show. I'd go 85. Really? Yeah. Good. yeah. Um, yes, it could go on and on and on. And on. Um, yes, we uh, seem to be g- getting closer to home now. We are. Like time on the home run. Yeah, yeah we've, we've been to uh, well, Australia, Japan, yeah, yeah. Spain, Scotland. Yeah. Uh, More information on Twitter, yeah. finderskeepers.com, yeah. listen to our Poland, previous shows. Poland. Poland. Yeah, mm-hmm. all of that. Lots to do. Israel. Yeah. Um, yeah, and uh, now we're coming back to Greater Manchester. Or Lancaster, I suppose, is on the... Is Lancaster? Technically, Greater Manchester, no, nope, not at all. Not it's, at all. No. Um, More Cumbria, Lancashire. isn't it? Lancashire. Yeah, top of Lancashire. Lancashire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, with a band called Urban Gorilla. Mentioned them earlier. Yes. Supported Black Sabbath early days at the uh, at the um, Blackpool Tower, and um, they recorded for the uh, D Roy Studio at the D Roy Studio, which was one of them walking booths up in sort of uh, Cumbria or somewhere right. somewhere like that. A lot of people collect D Roy presses. Uh, Derek and Roy were the names of the dudes that owned a little shed, and you could go in and record whatever you want. And our good friend Jeff Dade. Yeah. Went in there with his crew and recorded this amazing chunk of sort of proto heavy hard rock um, under the name Ten Days Gone. Right. One copy, acetate. Done. Finders Keepers, Manchester Hair. Mm, it's all there. www.finderskeepersrecords.com, Twitter, Andy Votel. Pete Twitter, Mitchell, yeah, Pete Mitchell. Pete Mitchell, at Doug Shipton. Yeah. The band's all here. SoundCloud, yeah. iTunes. This is and was the Finders Keepers radio Au revoir. show. See you for Halloween. Yeah. Hi, this is Jane Weaver, and you are listening to the Finders Keepers radio show. Making global sound local.
Maud Moog to Welsh Rarebeat. Around the world, this is the Finders Keepers radio show, making global local.